We share the same biology, regardless of ideology. But what might save us, me and you, is if the Russians love their children too. I was 16 in 1985 when Sting sang these words to us. And if you click the link above at the top of the page, Sting just reprised it for the first time in decades. Good to know he and I are on the same wavelength. Back in 1985, it felt like he was singing to us. His album, Dream of the Blue Turtles, wafted through my teenage room from vinyl on a record player and cassette tape in my car. The Berlin Wall still stood and Star Wars wasn't just a movie. We stood up against South African apartheid and we stood for Soviet refuseniks. I was growing up in L.A., La La Land, long before the movie, and we wanted so desperately to believe that things could get better. These words above filled me with dread and hope. I hadn't thought about this song in many, many years, but it returned a few weeks ago, awakened from the recesses of memory, if the Russians love their children too. I know today that of course they do, but tyranny undermines their ability to truly act on it. Tyranny is a pervasive force. It is everything the Torah stands against. At a minimum, tens of thousands of Russian soldiers, the children of Russian mothers and fathers, have lost their lives in the past month pursuing the empty and pathetic dreams of a sorry and desperate man. But now is the time when our sacred texts must call out to us in protest. As Emile Zola said to the French aristocracy, J'accuse, I accuse you of Jew hatred. And the prophet Nathan said to King David, Atahaish, you are the man who has committed these atrocities. It is, however, not only the French in the early 20th century or King David of the ancient days who stand as symbols of the societal cancers of power seeking to hold on to power at all costs. No, it is we. It is society. How long will we, the U.S., the West, abide the real politic that forces us to remain in bed with figures like Putin and Xi and MBS and Erdogan and Orban? For yes, even in the face of all of this, we still lie in bed together. I write this not from the point of view of political science or as a governmental finger pointer, but more as a prayer. I do not want to sit back and pretend that any of this is okay to be expected or the price of admission. As a prophet of the people of Israel, and truth be told, I am neither a prophet nor the son of a prophet, but at times I must step into the prophet's shoes and declare, we are moving in a direction that is becoming our demise Of course, in many ways, this is not new. And there are so many who have suffered long before I raise these words today. We have stuck ourselves into a vice grip that is a self-fulfilling prophecy. We despoil the earth with the resources needed to refuel our lives, rewarding the ones with the impurest of motives, that we then must shore up our defenses to maintain, the despoiling which inevitably leads to an efficiency model that drives inequality at best and decimation at worst. It's a vicious cycle and it calls to mind Ecclesiastes Rabbah 720, in which God shows Adam around Eden and says, Behold my works, how pleasant and how beautiful they are. 
Be aware and don't ruin or destroy my world, for if you ruin it, there is no one to come and fix it up after you. God, please inspire within us and all humankind to know and understand that all of us must loosen our grip. We are not so desperate that taking from others is the most critical act. We are so much more than that which we fool others to obtain. And plainly put, we have enough. The world, as it if as it is, is enough if we but open our eyes and allow ourselves and others a measure of kindness and space and compassion. Life is already hard enough without bombs. <laughs>